0: I'd like to begin with gratitude. Some of you might have noticed that's a a word I say often, and there's other words and phrases on the Reverend Brian oft-spoken list. Here's just a couple people have noticed. Indelible, another favorite of mine. Probably my favorite word, indelible, it just flows. And many of you miss me introducing myself on Sunday morning saying very noticeably, your minister, it's intentional. You are the church, and I am your minister. And I'm sure there's other phrases as well. I I had a supervisor who people would laugh every time uh, because he was well-known for saying, let us, but he said it so quickly and thrown together, it sounded like he was invoking let us every single time. I guess every minister needs their catchphrases. Anyway, it should come as no surprise then that as our stewardship season begins, gratitude is on my mind. Over these past six months, we have learned a lot about what it means to be church. Everything we used to do was upended, and there is no clear end date in in sight or in mind. Uh, So we continue to navigate uncertainty, often with courage, often with vulnerability, often with no clear understanding of how we feel or what on earth comes next. And so I'm grateful for your vulnerability. What good is a religion if it loses its heart? And I've, I've heard stories of people reaching out to one another, making new friendships, and uh, often taking risks and discovering some new connection with people. And if you haven't already, you're missing out. Take the leap. No one else will live your life for you. And I'm also grateful for, the, for those who've shown up. I don't mean just logging in. That would be too easy. But I mean the people who truly arrive ready to help, clear in what they can offer, not afraid to make mistakes, take risks, feel uncomfortable, stretch beyond what they thought they could do. All out of love for keeping this place going in this new way. Week after week, vulnerability and showing up are pretty closely linked together. It's a risk to say, here I am, and commit. It's a risk to say, how can I help? When the right answer, or any answer, might be, not yet. Or the answer might be something you didn't expect in the first place. It's a risk to offer up ideas and sometimes, miraculously, they blossom in new ventures for this place and this community. And it is true. We need people to show up more than ever. The list of responsibilities continues to grow. The demands of technology continue to be there. I never anticipated video editing to be a part of my job description. Uh, but but there it is. I never expected being director, producer, key grip, and gaffer either for uh, these videos. In many ways, we are still navigating unknown territory, waiting to see where this is heading, waiting to see how our other anxieties take shape. What of the election? What of racial justice? What of our jobs? What of this or that? And the list goes on and on and on. Those questions can press down on us and make us unable to do anything than other, anything other than just be in our free time. I know you know what that feels like, And so my gratitude extends. It's not just about vulnerability or showing up with your gifts and talents. It's about choosing this space, this virtual home, as your place of sanctuary. About a month ago, I let everyone know I was ready uh, to completely hand back the vision and mission of this place to all of you, where it belongs, and I meant it. But in so doing, it was not a call to give up your place of sanctuary. Mission and vision work should create that sense of respite, while also challenging us to grow in mind, body, and spirit. And, And what good is mission and vision for a church if it fails to do that? But in preaching that difficult sermon to you all, I, I was getting at a very important basic tenet of our theology as Unitarian Universalists. As the theologian James Luther Adams put it, "We believe in the priesthood of all believers. That's nothing new. Most Protestants believe that. It's a belief that each of us are called to the priestly duties of the church. And so surprise, you use are all priests, and you thought you were fleeing Roman Catholicism. Now, I'm kidding, of course. The priesthood of all believers in our context in Unitarian Universalism means that we are called to have a deep connection in caring for and tending to what constitutes the church, the congregation, the society, whatever, the fellowship, which is each and every one of you. It's a very intimate call. It's close and it's forming bonds with people we normally wouldn't. It's deep listening, being present to one another And it's responding with love and generosity. But James Luther Adams, affectionately referred to as JLA, didn't stop there. He followed up with, yes, 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 yes. Okay, we believe in the priesthood of all believers, but we also affirm the prophethood of all believers. Ah, there there it is. There we have it. That's what makes Unitarian Universalists distinct in the Protestant world. That expressed belief a prophethood of all. What does that mean? (laughs) Some of you might have images popping into your head right now. JLA wasn't expecting you all to wake up every morning and carry the Ten Commandments around your house like Moses at Mount Sinai. Uh, This idea is not expecting you to ride a flaming chariot into heaven like Elijah. And it certainly doesn't hold the expectation that you be the mother of an entire nation like Hagar or Sarah in the Hebrew scriptures. No, 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 no. No, in in Unitarian Universalism, the prophethood of all believers is another intimate call. It's a call to not just be a part of the church. It's a call to embody it, to live it out, to find our sanctuary, yeah, but also to take risks, to sometimes fail gloriously, but to still call each other back into our highest aspirations. This is not street corner prophethood shouting from a megaphone this is a prophethood of vulnerability so congratulations to all of you priests and prophets alike now some might hear this and go well, well okay that's a really nice way of telling us to do something brian but not really this is a way of asking you to dig deep into why this place is a sanctuary for you dig so deep that you can only feel that original feeling you discovered when you arrived here. And what is that like for you? Now, I'm not asking for the stock response. Yes, yes, yes. We, we all like like-minded people in like-minded communities. We get that. So does Kiwanis. So does Sierra Club. So do the Freemasons. So does that little club card you get at Kroger, for the scan for discounts. But go beyond that. What is the feeling of being seen and heard here. What was that like for you? Was it a heart-wrenching sadness? How did you not discover this until now, did you think, when you arrived? What about joy and exuberance? Yes, yes, you might have said, here it is, finally I discovered this. Or did you feel freedom? You finally found an escape from the hellfire and brimstone of the Calvinists or the Baptists or whatever tradition you were leaving. How did that feel? Name it. Don't tell me what you thought. We have plenty of thoughts. Our minds are almost never quiet. But but what was stirring in your heart? Go ahead and find it. And it's there. And in that feeling, you will discover your original calling. Now, some might hear that word calling and wonder, what on earth are we talking about? Is it God or something like that? Yeah, yeah, for some it is. But speaking more broadly, I mean your own intuition, your deepest self, that innermost realm that is a part of you. What is that original call to this community for you? To not feel alone? To feel alive? to find a way through your sadness, to feel affirmed and be valued, to be enough, to be loved. Even behind the usual stock answer of finding like-minded people in a like-minded community, there are real feelings there. There are stories of what it's like to be alienated, isolated, utterly on your own. So go right there and dig deep. Now you see, priests tend to the temple and we are called to tend to UUCL. But prophets, they speak their wisdom openly. They turn the feeling around, though. If you arrived here out of a deep desire to longer feel alone, I, I wonder then, is your work in this world to ensure others don't feel alone as well? To feel affirmed and valued? How about people feeling affirmed and valued? If that's something that called you here, Perhaps that is your work in the world too, and and so on and so forth. If it's to no longer feel alone, perhaps to ensure others don't feel alone. If it's no longer to feel angry and lost, to help others feel no longer angry and lost. And we could just keep going here. Perhaps that is the foundation of the call to this faith tradition for you. And do you see what I'm getting at here? There is a deeper reason why many of you have stuck with us time and time again. Through disappointment, surprise, church can be disappointing. Through transitions and change, surprise, churches change. There are transitions all the time. Through this uncertain world and this uncertain life. And so I guess this is an invitation to renew that love. That original discovery for this place. To take hold of it and realize it isn't something you simply visit but something you are intricately connected with. There's nothing complicated about this. There's no secret spiritual language or steps to enlightenment. It's also very human to form communities of vulnerability and connection. And so I share this with all of you with anticipation. Here we are, month six of this pandemic. What awaits us next? But also share it recognizing that this is our annual Stewardship Kickoff Sunday. I'm sad to say there is no sheet cake in the Fellowship Hall waiting for all of you after the service. There will be no COVID cake for you today. But there is still the joy of connection that we find here. I know many of us are facing uncertainty in our finances, our jobs, in so many other arenas of life. And there's no way for us as a community to to not talk about money. More than ever, we are hoping for all of you to really show up, to remember why this place matters, and to ensure we can get through this with as little impact as possible. I say all of this with equal parts amusement and bewilderment, that it really feels like I'm working for PBS right now, and it feels like I'm about to thank viewers like you, All of these quality programs that you enjoy are made possible with the contributions and support of viewers like you. Now let's return to our regularly scheduled program. And if you respond now, the first 50 people to pledge will also receive a limited edition UUCL tote bag and a church pandemic survival kit, including a candle for Christmas Eve, seeds to plant for next year's flower communion, a small booklet of readings, and our heartfelt gratitude. The joking aside, though, and I'll let you figure out if the first 50 people actually receive our beautiful, wonderful tote bag, it it really does feel that way. And that's a strange place to be. But it leads to some interesting questions. Is church membership really just about viewership these days? Is this time making the problem of consumer church that much more accentuated? Flip the channel to a church with a bigger budget, voila, done. Done. Now, I I like to believe there's still a better path for all of us. That all of you show up because you do care deeply. That there is still love for this place. That you, you are willing to go out on a limb with me, with everyone, and discern your place in the ministry of this church. And if that means monetary support right now, that is amazing. If that means pouring your heart and soul into bringing people together in our small groups or in our technology or in other ideas uh, of how we're navigating this virtual world, that's equally wonderful. And yet, we still do need to pay the bills. And that is still a pressing matter. But more than ever, I'm looking at 2020, (laughs) a year that just will not quit. And I would be remiss if I did not say, zecher tzaddik v'kadosh livracha. May the memory of the righteous and holy be blessing unto us, Justice Ginsburg. More than ever this year, I believe this is a time, the perfect time, to discern who we really are as a community. And perhaps the more interesting question, who are we continually becoming? Asking who we are implies there's a finished product. But no, churches are never done. We are always becoming, which is great news. There is always new possibilities, renewal, no's turn to yeses. And sure enough, things and ideas, people pass from memory. uh, We lose beloved people, but newness arrives again and again and again. And so this stewardship season is one of remembering and renewal. Remember what struck your core the first time you arrived here in Unitarian Universalism, this life saving tradition rooted in the here and now. Remember that commitment. You have my humble gratitude as your minister, and and that's yours to keep. I will continue to give you that. But we do ask to give generously, give what you can, and to continue to receive the joys and promise of this wonderful place. Blessed be. Amen.